No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Tuesday night here on the Daily Boogie Podcast. Oh, we're rolling in already. Thank you. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack is bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on dlive.tv slash boogie bumper. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. Thank you for the diamond straight off the bat. Uh, yes, the sounds are working. Everything's going well. Uh, Kimmy, thank you for the diamond. Uh, gotcha. Can't shut down the disco in my heart. Well, isn't that nice? <laughs> nice but cheesy and a little bit sickly. But thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, just a, a warning straight off the bat, just before we get like anywhere close to doing any kind of show tonight. I'm not on no sleep. I'm on about... 45 minutes sleep so I had a big night at work came home late um, when I got home like just kicked the boots off kicked the work boots off saw one of my dogs was asleep on the lounge and she's the big one and I was like oh, I'll just go up and give the dog a pat because you know she's all alone out here in the lounge room she's not in the bedroom with the other two so you know give her a pat and you're like oh poor thing next thing you know about 45 minutes later, I wake up and I'm using her as a pillow. And she's looking at me like, oh. <laughs> and then next thing you know, I'm in here prepping for a show. So it should be fucking good. Should be great. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, I don't know why, but just in case. Um, Patreon.com slash Boogie Bumper. Usually the ones when I'm on very little sleep after like a big night or something. I've already, let me tell you something, I've already put away one bottle of uh, sparkling red wine tonight, so <laughs> anything could fucking happen here. And to be fair, like, some of the shit I'm reading and some of the feedback I'm getting and stuff, I'm just like, uh, today I'm in that mood where it's like, I don't care. I really don't care. Um, it's kind of, like, I'm just kind of shitty. I'm, I'm in a good mood, don't get me wrong, but... Um, the stuff that I've got for you tonight, a lot of it's like, <laughs> I don't even care. Um, having conversations with people like outside of the streaming world, outside, like not online, like offline conversations and stuff. Like it, the 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 dimness of the average person never ceases to amaze me. And I'm not, I'm not even Ring claiming to be that smart. Ring get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Truth Watcher. I'm not even claiming to be that smart, but I'm talking like with friends and stuff like offline. And man, it's just oh, the disconnect. The di I'm sure a lot of you have had this experience, right? Where, you know, you're talking about like what you think is common knowledge and you you get to this realisation where it's not common at all. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Lady of Diamond Procurement. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's, Gypsy's just announced herself. That's her job title in Boogie Stand. Thank you for joining us, Gypsy. Uh, let me just go through the spiel and then I'll explain. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, patreon.com slash boogie bumper. 
become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to uh, tell me about how you should get more sleep at night, then you can do so by following me on Twitter, at Boogie Bumper. If you'd like to leave a tip tonight, the preferred method is, of course, dlive.tv slash Boogie Bumper. Support DLive. They're supporting us. They've been doing well. I know DLive isn't good for everybody, but uh, they've been pretty nice to me. They've been good to me and nice to me. I have no complaints about DLive. So I know everybody's experience is different, but for me personally, can't complain. DLive's been great. And they gave me that flash little tick that you see next to my name. So, <laughs> of course, DLive is the only is the only platform that anybody should use forever. And it's always the best one. And it always will be. None of this is influenced by my newly found partner status. Purely coincidental. So thank you for joining us on DLive and other platforms as well. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lady Thor. Lady Thor with the diamond says, we love you on DLive. Well, I love you on DLive too. DLive is love, ladies and gentlemen. Um, just before the show... So the reason for that pregnant pause before the show was because I was just reading a DM. I won't mention their name. And we were talking about the conversation that's happening on Bitwave <laughs> while this show is taking place. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's funny to me. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't upset me. So yesterday during the show, uh, somebody joined the chat of the show on Bitwave. And Bitwave's a new platform. And there's new audiences and I, you know, Bitwave is trying to sell itself as like, you know, the, uh, where like absolute freedom of expression, which I love personally, don't get me wrong. But so somebody came in the chat and just fucking, uh, you know, I, I'm going to steal a word from Mersh because like, I would never normally use this word. It's not one of my words, but it's more, it's so appropriate for this. Somebody was just spurging <laughs> in the chat and just kept repeating, uh, Say say the word nigger, say the word nigger, say the word nigger over and over and over and over again. And it's like, how can I be upset like that? It's like baby's first rattle. It's like, look, mum, I wrote a naughty word on the on the book. I said a naughty word. Oh, I'm so naughty. <laughs> so I'm, I'm picturing like a 16-year-old kid or something in an upper middle class, like, you know, predominantly white gated community. Probably in DC, probably like the son of a government employee, a mid-level government employee, who's just, it's its the equivalent of like, it's a—it's the equivalent of the preacher's daughter who's a slut, you know what I mean? So this kid probably lives a life where he's not allowed to say rude words because it will reflect badly on the family, it will reflect badly on dad, so nobody can know. So he goes online and like types in nigga, 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 nigga into every chat room that he's in. <laughs> it's like, it's cool, man. I remember being eight years old as well. I remember when I was five years old and we used to walk around and go, boobies, <laughs> vagina. <laughs> I, I get the feeling. I know it's, it's fucking fun. I get it, man. So it's not offensive. <laughs> it's not weird or anything. It's just funny to me. But whatever. <laughs> so, like I said, top show lined up for you tonight. Thank you for joining us here on the Daily Boogie program. I am wearing the shirt. Um, I'm not wearing the shirt for any promotional value. I'm wearing the shirt legitimately because it's fucking winter here and it's really cold. And this shirt's really warm in the studio. So there's only like six weeks of the year when I don't have the air conditioner on in this studio. I live in fucking Australia. We have six weeks of actual winter. 
Spent D with a diamond. G'day, party people. Good, well, g'day, Spent D. Thank you for joining us. We have six weeks of actual winter where I don't have to turn the studio air conditioner on. I'm not putting the heater on, but the, the air conditioner is not on. So it's like a nice, like, 19 degrees Celsius in here. And this T-shirt is just warm enough to make everything comfortable. If you would like to be a wear, if you would like to wear a comfortable shirt, head to teespring.com slash stores <laughs> slash boogie bumper. Of course. Get yourself one of these little bad boys. JJ Stoner was wearing one earlier today. DLive.tv slash JJ Stoner. And I'm sure he is very much enjoying uh the the fine craftsmanship that comes along with all of our approved daily boogie products, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that's enough shilling for one day. Thank you for joining us. So much to get through, so little time. I thought I'd start off with this. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> the thing is, like, so what I was talking about, like, the disconnect, when you have offline conversations with people, you don't want to be that guy at the barbecue that nobody wants to talk to because you'll just talk. I've been that guy before, don't get me wrong. So I've learned from experience. You don't want to be that guy at the barbecue who, like, just if if politics gets raised, then you're off like a fucking bolt. Like, you're off like a greyhound out of the blocks and like, bang, 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 bang. I've done that. I've been there. I've done that. It never works. Trust me. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of people now want to talk about, oh, I'm red-pilling normies, red-pilling normies, red-pilling normies. You're not red-pilling anybody by just dropping information into their lap. Like, if you give people too much information, they'll never be able to... They'll never know how to place it and handle it and catalogue it. It doesn't work like that. You've just got to give people, like, a little bit of something that they care about, and then that's what starts the dominoes falling in their brain, right? But when you talk to people, like, offline and stuff, you because we, we do get into this bubble where we think everybody's, like, across stuff, and everybody's following, and everybody knows what's happening and shit... So I've been paying attention to Ring like... Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub, Spente. I've been paying attention to like the recent round of YouTube bannings. And I, f I fell into the trap when I was having this conversation with this person of thinking like they would be across this. Because this is like a left-leaning person, but very pro-free speech. And I was like, well, look at all the recent uh, YouTube bannings and stuff. And they're like, what? I'm like, what, really? You don't, you're not paying attention? I'm like, no. And I, I said to them, like, legitimately, have you ever wondered why all of the recommended channels on YouTube now, remember once upon a time it used to be like monkey pissing in its own mouth, you know, guy, guy breaks thumb doing carpentry work, shit like that. But now it's CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, blah, 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 blah. It's all like the corporate media channels that have the top ratings on YouTube now. Have you ever wondered why? And they were like, well, I've never really noticed. <laughs> and it, at that moment, it dawns on you, like, you have to explain, like, two years worth of backstory to get to a level where you can converse on the same uh, plane of understanding. You know what I mean? And, and it's too much work. It's too much effort. Here's Johnny. So, you know, thank you, Nightwave Radio, for the host. Uh, DLive.tv slash Nightwave Radio. Everybody's favorite lover of French women, Mersh, ladies and gentlemen. So, like, to just to explain, like, the current round of YouTube bannings to somebody who is pro-free speech but, like, a liberal on the left. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. See you in hell. 
who never really noticed that all of the top promoted channels on YouTube now are corporate media, CNN, MSNBC, etc., etc., that they're like paid spots. You're really talking about like at best a year's worth of backstory to get them up to speed. And maybe when I was younger and like more angry and when I still had hope that we could make a difference by having these kinds of conversations with people, maybe I would have started that. But you know what happens to the guy who starts that conversation at the barbecue? He becomes the guy that nobody wants to talk to. Because the only way to fill somebody in a year's worth of backstory in, in, a, in order to get them to a level of understanding where you can converse on the same level of understanding is to act like a fucking Spurg. And go, well, it started 12 months ago and then they took off Alex Jones and nobody cared. And then they took off this guy and they took off that guy. And it's all about corporate control and corporate sponsorship. And they're pushing like the corporate thing and they call them authoritative sources, but they're not really authoritative sources. You know, you know what I mean? So when I was having this conversation with a friend yesterday offline about like the current state of YouTube bannings and they said, I really don't understand, like I haven't been following it. You know what I did? I went, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's too much work. It's too much fucking effort. And every point that you bring up, even though we here know that it's like established fact, it will be question. It will be contested, like it's not, because they don't know. They haven't been following it, and they're very much pro free speech, but they just don't care. <laughs> they don't care where the battleground is. They don't care about the conversations that are taking place. So that brings me to this: talking about the recent round of YouTube bannings. Um, I, I'm very privileged. I'm very lucky to be so unpopular <laughs> that I'm not. I've not been banned yet. I said to another friend who's like on a similar level to me when it comes to streaming, if they ever get to down to our name on the fucking list, you'll know that they're running out of people to ban, you know? So we're pretty safe for a while. But I, I have a hate I have a hate speech strike against my name already. For that video where I uh, read, I read Bill de Blasio's tweet in a German accent. That got me a hate speech strike, so whatever. So um, tip of the hat to Ethan Ralph, the Ralph Retort. Land of the band, list of recent censorship targets. So, uh, Stefan Molly meme. <laughs> Everyone, Stefan Molyneux is now banned off YouTube. Everybody knows Stefan Molyneux. Um, you know, you, you can agree, you can disagree, you can like, dislike, but he's always been, like, at least on some level careful about how he does what he does. Like, he's not a dumb guy. You know, he's a very, very smart guy, I think. And the way he presents things, you know, like, when he's, even when he's saying things that are offensive to people, he at least does it in a way that's like, well, I'm presenting this as, like, I've got facts, I've got evidence, I've got an expert on, let's hear what they have to say, right? It doesn't matter. And Steph is one of the guys who has been saying for the longest time, well, it's all about, if we can just have a conversation about this... We can just have a conversation, then eventually we'll convince people. And he woke up this morning to the realization that his whole foundation of understanding of how to uh, turn this fucking ship around has been sunk like the Titanic careening into an iceberg. It's not real. It doesn't exist. No more eggs for Molly.
Everyone's first real red pill and the master of the art of Dufu. This, this is great writing on a Ralph Retour. Had uh, his nearly 1 million subscriber YouTube channel banned. Among the topics he discussed were philosophy, race realism, anarcho-capitalism, MRA issues, peaceful parenting, and history. Uh, American Renaissance. That, that went as well. Everyone's second real red pill, which is headed up by Jared Taylor. The YouTube channel was banned for discussing race realism and who-white advocacy. Uh, I think Jared Taylor's been on Killstream before. I'm not sure. Could be wrong. Could be right. I'm not sure. Uh, MPI. Everyone's... <laughs> MPI. Everyone's most useless red pill run by Richard Spencer <laughs> has had its YouTube channel banned. Nothing of value was lost. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Ralph is a smart ass. Richard Spencer has been a welcome guest on the Killstream many times, and I have defended Richard Spencer twice, here and here, so don't at me, bro. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump's Twitch channel, that was banned. Uh, the Donald subreddit, that was banned. That's been wiped. El Chapo Trap House, which is like a lefty socialist podcast. It's fucking huge, mind you. Huge podcast. Probably bigger than any like alt-right podcast you can think of. El Chapo Trap House. And they would be like the mirror version of it, you know, just on the Bernie Sanders side of the equation. Their subreddit was banned too. Which would lead a lot of people, I think, to be saying, well, at least they got one of theirs because people are stupid. Uh, VDare, the website of anti-immigration founded by uh, Peter Brimelow, was kicked off domain register. So he can't have a website anymore, at least temporarily. They're coming for you. They're coming for everyone. So how do you fill in somebody? Because to somebody who reads Stefan Molly, think like, remember the conversation I was telling you about with this person who's like left-leaning but very pro-free speech, doesn't particularly like uh, corporate media. How do you fill them in? How do you get them to a level of understanding of where we are now? Because if you say to that person, hey, Stefan Molyneux got banned, they're going to say, oh, that guy that's like a, that libertarian guy, he's not a libertarian, he's an uh, anarchist. That libertarian guy who talks about, uh, you know, black people having lower IQs than white people, how do you get them up to the point of like saying that you understand that there's a purge happening in the online space? You understand that like very specific people are now being targeted and being like wiped from internet history essentially and it started with alex jones and the the fox newses are just in the same boat as the cnns and the msnbc's how do you rip people out of that partisan mindship uh mindset how do you get them out of that to just get back to fundamentals i ask you like the title of tonight's show is this accelerationism are we now at a point where i i personally think accelerationism is dumb it's a dumb idea. I tend to think that the people who push accelerationism haven't really considered all of the potential consequences of what they want to happen. And if they actually got what they want, they would be the last people who would fucking want it. Like a society breakdown situation and what you're going to rebuild society out of the ashes and stuff. That sounds like uh, doomsday utopianism to me. No, no, no. We've, 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 We've managed to get here as a civilization, as like, as a people, up until this point. How about we go back to what works instead of trying to reinvent the wheel? That's my that's my basic, you know, foundational 
thinking on accelerationism. How about instead of trying to burn it down, we try to stop the fucking fire first? How about we put the fire out instead of throwing petrol on it? But is acceleration happen is accelerationism happening whether we like it or not? Just I just for fun. Because American Renaissance, Jared Taylor, the legitimately the only significant, the only positive thing that Baked Alaska has ever contributed to the internet was a video containing two of my favorite people, Jared Taylor and Tariq Nasheed. I love both of them for different reasons. You know them both. You probably know Tariq Nasheed more than you know Jared Taylor. Jared Taylor is the guy who ran American Renaissance, obviously who he was raised in Japan as like a white guy. And he talks about like, why do we need to hate the white people? Why can't white people uh, have, you know, their own demands? And why can't they vote as a black? And obviously Tariq Nasheed is the guy on Twitter who says everybody's a white supremacist. So I love both of them for different reasons. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub, Spenty. So legit, the only, like, the only thing that Baked Alaska has ever contributed to the internet that was of any value was a debate between... Oh, 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 oh! I didn't want you. Was a debate between Jared Taylor and Tariq Nasheed. <laughs> and I think it's the best thing that uh, Baked Alaska ever did because he really didn't say anything. He introduced them and then sat back and laughed a lot. So he couldn't fuck it up. It was beyond Baked Alaska's ability to fuck things up. He succeeded in not fucking this up. So just for fun, because everybody's getting banned, let's relive a little bit of the magic. Jared Taylor versus Tariq Nasheed <laughs> in a debate on your... These are the memories, ladies and gentlemen, that we'll have to talk. These are the things that we'll have to discuss when we're all locked in the gulag together because we will have no video record of it. So make the most of it while it lasts. Just a couple of minutes of Jared Taylor and Tariq Nasheed. The, the, let me let me have. Uh, I'll approach things from a different point of view. Yes. I am fascinated by your conviction that well. Well, first of all, okay. Now uh, it's interesting that you said the reason white people are so obsessed with blacks. I mean, it sounds like everything we do has to do ultimately with black people. <laughs> what we do with Asians, what white we do with Hispanics, white supremacists. Well, that's what right. What we do with all of these other people is merely a function of our absolute obsession with black people. Is what it sounds like. White supremacists, yes, that's correct. White, suprem white supremacists white supremacist. probably think, you know, uh, oh, eight hours of, of every day at least wondering what to do about black people. We're just obsessed with black people. And the reason for that. 24 hours. Oh, 20, 24, 24 hours, hours a day. Okay, no. We are thinking about black people 24 hours a day. We wake up in the morning and we sit on our hands, we roll up our sleeves and think to ourselves, what are we going to do to black people today? Yeah. Is that is that how we operate? Apparently. Well, the white supremacists. Ring the bell white and get your cheese, Thank you for the gift of sub, Caterade. White religion. I want to ask Shut up, Baked. No. White supremacists. Oh, no, no, they're not. No, they're not. All white people are not white I'll be skipping any time Baked Alaska talks because <laughs> anytime I see him now, I just remember that cop rap video. Like, uh, sorry. It's like if you would happen, just say like you meet this really sexy girl, like this really pretty girl, and you happen to walk in and catch her shaving her armpits. You'll never look at her the same again. It's over for that woman. <laughs> so Baked Alaska, whenever I see him now, I picture, you know, a really pretty girl shaving her armpits. I know they have to shave their armpits. I just want to pretend like they don't have to. 
And when I see them doing it, that that's it now. That's all I can see is the razor and the and the dead skin falling to the floor and the whiskers on the on the razor blade in slow motion. You know what I mean? I can't see anything else. I don't see your pretty face. I don't see your pretty eyes. I don't see that ass. All I see is like the arm up in the air and the with the shick. So I'm not a fan. Every time I see Baked Alaska now, all I see is like, we love our cops. Yeah, MAGA. Blah, blah. I, can't, I can't do it. So I will be skipping any time Baked Alaska talks. No, they're not. That's okay. why how, how do you classify the that they should dominate, control, and mistreat non-white people? Based oh. That's what a white person is. And all white okay. people are not like that. That's not true. That's why I don't say the white man and white people are just white supremacists. white supremacists think like that. Okay, now who who are they specifically? Then? Who are the, who, do- who are the whites? <sighs> he doesn't just say white people. Every H sound he does. Who are the white people? I love it. Who believe that we should dominate, control, and mistreat black people? Well, the thing is, the white supremacists used to be open about who they were. Yeah. But now yeah. they're not open. They have to codify their language. Codify so their we language. Don't know who the white supremacists are. So now uh. I use the term "suspected white supremacists" if ah, I'm not sure good. a person. Suspected white supremacists. <laughs> Coded language with the suspected white supremacists, the coded rapists, the suspected pedophiles, the pers- the suspected rapists, the suspected armed robbers, the suspected terrorists. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? White supremacists are not because there's no master list of white supremacists. Okay, then how come how come we got into a situation where white people can't be open about it? That sounds like another failure of white supremacy. No, white people can be very open about systematic white supremacy. They Why are they, though, Tariq? You just said they're not open. You just said we have to call them suspected white supremacists. For a long time, they couldn't be open about it because they had to codify the language. Now that we have Trump in office, ah. people are becoming more open about white supremacy <laughs> now. This day and age, right now, 2000. And isn't that working out well for them? <laughs> Do you want to see the list of people who are being kicked off YouTube again? Now with Donald Trump in office, the white supremacists are just running wild. We played a clip of the so-called the suspected white supremacists yesterday. Remember the uh, old guy with the urinary tract infection driving around in his golf cart with the little American flags? Yeah, white power. (laughs) These are the white supremacists that we're supposed to fear. (laughs) They're everywhere. They're in retirement villages all over Florida, apparently these white supremacists. And it's it's working out so well for them, everything is going their way. Isn't it? Since Donald Trump won the election, the white supremacists are just kicking ass. It's unbelievable. There's never been more censorship, and at the same time, you're being told that there's never been more flouting of censorship. There's never been more white supremacists. At the same time, when there are no white supremacists getting any... You... if. <laughs> You can be a suspected white supremacist and your Twitter account, your YouTube page, your fucking bank account. Your ability to use a credit card will be taken from you. But apparently right now, the white supremacists are in total control. It's amazing, isn't it? And again, if you're talking to somebody like, is accelerationism happening? I <laughs> looks like it to me whether we like it or not. 
whether we like it or not. How about this one? If you're a long-time listener to the show, you know that I grew up a basketball fan, an NBA fan, Houston Rockets, baby, all the way, Hakeem the Dream, Olajuwon, Clyde the Glide, Drexler, Sam Cassell, Robert Ory. In the later years, Charles Barkley, but, you know, we didn't get him at his prime. Have, so have a look. have a look at this. Have a look at this fucking story. There is word this morning that NBA players' jerseys might be taking on a new significance. Preparations to resume the season next month are underway, and the players' union and the league are reportedly working on an initiative that would allow players to personalize their jerseys to promote social justice or charitable causes. What could go wrong? Let's put social justice messages on the jerseys themselves. I don't see any downside, do you? Let's carry on. So that means last names could be replaced with phrases like Black Lives Matter or even I can't breathe. Do it. Do it. Do it today. Do it right now. Replace everybody's last name on their shirt with I can't breathe or Black Lives Matter. See, people in the chat are going, no, no, oh my God, no, no, no. You're wrong. Do it. Do it. Absolutely do it right now. Do it today. Because here's the thing. This shit isn't stopping. You know, someone yesterday, yesterday, another friend of mine uh, offline, said something like, why why are you uh, talking about things like the Golden Girls and shit when there's more important stuff going on? I'm like, because the Golden Girls being banned for blackface and the changing of company names because they're, uh, a, you know, offensive and stuff and all of that PC bullshit, that's not happening. Like, they, those are not isolated incidents. It's part of a pattern. And it's allowed to happen because people like you say, oh, what are you talking about that for? Who cares? It's only one company, blah, blah, blah. It's the the point is it's just going to keep going. It's just going to keep escalating. It's never going to stop. I ask you the question again, is this accelerationism? See, a lot of people on the right in the last few years have been talking about oh, accelerationism, accelerationism, accelerationism. What if you're being accelerated by the other team? Have you have you even fucking stopped to consider that? Right? People, people like on the right, like say the Christchurch shooting, for example, he was an accelerationist. He was like, well, we're, I'm just going to push it forward so they start going really oppressive with the government and start trying to take guns off people and that will force people to rise up. What if you're actually being pushed by the other side to do that? Like you think that you're controlling it. You think that you, that's the thing. A, a great quote, I forget the guy's name. He's on Infowars a lot. He's an author. He writes uh, fiction books. He has a great quote. There's a there's a difference between having a plan to ride the tiger and riding the tiger. You know, like the Mike Tyson quote, right? Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the fucking face. So you think that you're driving this acceleration. Like, for example, hey, let the Democrats burn their cities to the ground. Who cares? This is going to show the whole country. This is going to show all of Americans that the Democrats are terrible at their job. Let it fucking go. Right? But what if they're actually pushing you instead of you pushing them? Don't be so arrogant to think that the other team 
And I, I always try to break people out of this team mentality. Don't be so arrogant to think that the other team is not doing the thing that you're doing, but just doing it fucking better. Just consider it. I'm not saying it is, to just be open. Over edge with the diamonds, you have to admire successful morons. If they start putting like Black Lives Matter on the shirt, uh, I can't breathe on the back of the on the on the back of the fucking basketball shirt. Let them do it. Go f do it. Do it. I want you to do it. It's like it's like the scene from you know, pick up the gun. <laughs> I don't want to pick up the gun. Pick up the gun. Come on, do it. I want you to pick it up. That a boy Zeb. <laughs> you know what I mean? For Pulp Fiction, you want that gun, don't you, Zed? Pick it up. I want you to pick it up. <laughs> the NBA Players Association president revealed this in an interview with the website The Undefeated. He says the move would give a voice to the voiceless and give players a new way to express themselves. A, a, new, a, a new way to express themselves. Imagine being a multi-millionaire, worldwide phenomenal athlete and saying that you need a new platform to express yourself. Is this accelerationism? Because as far as I can see, like we've gone through, I was talking about the YouTube, but there's a whole bunch of people who no longer have a platform anymore. <laughs> there are people's platforms that are being removed from them on the hour. Another hour passes, bang, another 20 platforms gone. Another hour passes, bang, another 50 platforms gone. Another hour passes, bang, another hundred platforms, a thousand platforms. Get rid of them all. And the only platforms that remain, the people who occupy those platforms say that they don't have a platform. Is this accelerationism? How about, let's do this one. Let's check in. We've been we've been covering Chaz because I find it strangely erotic, the whole Chaz situation. The Chaz situation for me is by far as like a 20-year political watcher. As somebody who grew up with politics being discussed at the kitchen table by German immigrants, mind you, after World War II. So none of this softcore. To them, I'm like a fucking softcore liberal borderline communist to the people I was raised by. <laughs> If that's, if that's worth anything to you. Truth Watcher, no American flags though. No American flags, got to get rid of them. That doesn't work so well in the Chinese market. So the Chaz thing is one of the most extraordinary things I've seen in 20 years of watching politics. I can't get, I'm fascinated by it. It's like a dead body that I need to poke with a stick. You know, like how could this happen? <laughs> the most powerful country on earth spends hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars protecting the borders of Middle Eastern countries in Iraq and Afghanistan and fucking Israel, but can't protect one city in their own borders. They can't protect their own border with Mexico. They're not allowed to do that. But they'll spend billions and billions and billions of dollars protecting the borders of fucking Israel. It's amazing to me. Robbie don't care. Good to see you, Robbie. Uh, Robbie don't care with the diamond. Where's the window of life when we need it? Wasn't that a fucking great weekend? See, that was another great thing that was ruined by people. <laughs> the window of life was good for like a 48-hour window, pardon the pun. And then after that, it just started going downhill. But we had, wasn't that a hell of a time, the window of life? God bless the window of life. Mm. 
That was something. So let's have a look. Let's let's check in with Chaz and see what's happening. Somebody in the chat asked, did you say that you find Chaz erotic? Yeah, I do. Strangely erotic, though. Strangely erotic. It's the kind of erotic where, like, you're turned on by your cousin. <laughs> you know it's wrong, but you can't help but get an erection. <laughs> I told you, I'm in one of those moods today. No, I don't have any hot cousins. I'll settle for the ugly ones. Let's see what's going on in the strangely erotic nation of Chaz. Tense moments broke out today at the Occupied Zone in Seattle, known as CHOP. Protesters faced off against cops and city workers who were apparently sent there to move the barricades after all these weeks of occupation. Don't come back. The standoff comes as small business owners say they are fed up with CHOP, which stands for Capitol Hill Organized Protest. I, I don't care. I'm sticking with Chaz. I don't care if you want to call it Chop. I'm calling it Chaz. Who is this guy? Joseph Wanigal owns an... <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> <clears throat> First of all, it looks like he's wearing a skirt. I don't know if that helps you or not in any way, shape or form. But it looks like the, the security guard from Chaz is a man wearing a skirt. And he's got those... He's got those meaty calves where you know he does a lot of standing, but not a lot of moving. You know what I mean? Like the blood and the fat just like goes down and sits in the calf region. But he doesn't do enough exercise to like turn it into muscle. So it just kind of coagulates there. You can tell by the shape of the calves, like the knees are very skinny, but the calves are very fat. And he's wearing like the Doc Martin boots and the socks pulled up because he's covering his cankles. That's not a kilt, Jim Edward. Jim Edward's saying that's a kilt. That is not a kilt. It's got a fucking drawstring hanging out the back of it. Look at it. <laughs> that is a skirt all the way, my man. That is a fucking skirt with a, like an elastic hanging out the back of it. And a kilt, like there's no, you don't wear kilts around your waist. A kilt is a full body covering when it's done properly. It covers the whole body. It's one piece of material that goes all the way around and you wrap it up. People think the skirt, the, the kilt is like a, a skirt that you strap on. That's bullshit. That's like the that's like the Americanized version of a kilt. That's the kilt that you wear to a wedding or a fucking uh, high school formal dance. That's not a real kilt. The real kilt is one long piece of material. Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> that's, that's a tampon string, Ben K. Veritas. So it's got the elastic hanging out the back of it. And <clears throat> I might suggest that uh, I, I'm not even sure it's a guy because if you look, there's hips. It's got hips on it. It looks like a chick, a big chick. Thank you, lady. <laughs> Amberlina in the chat. That's his tampon string. The tampon string is a popular one. I tend to agree with Lady Thor. I think that's a woman. Because you can see, you can just make out a little outline of the hip there. And I'm... I know, I was about to say, I know the way women think. I don't know the way women think. I definitely know the way fat, ugly women think. Um, <laughs> a fat woman who is concerned with uh, her legs, right? Because the legs are like an erogenous um, focal point for men and women are aware of it. So <clears throat> we've got the white pasty legs, which probably have some kind of varicose veins, What's your tartan boogie? 
Uh, it's mainly white with uh, some red and some blue and some green, like very fine, very thinly. So you have the the fat calves with the pasty white skin. It doesn't see a lot of sunlight. You've got varicose veins popping out of that shit, I'm guessing. And then see the socks pulled up in the Doc Martin boots there to hide the cankles. You know, where the calves go into the ankles and it becomes a cankle. Like you can't make out the shape of an ankle. So I suspect it's a female. Well, owns an apartment building just outside the occupied zone and wondered whether. Yeah, it's, uh, it sounds beautiful. Yeah, but to be fair, like it's only my name. Like most of my uh, family background is German. And there was like one grandfather who came from like a Scottish background. So, like, I can't lay claim to it because it's really not my thing. But if if you trace the name, the family name back, that's where they were. And if, apparently, this if you want a little fun little fact, and again, I'm not claiming to be part of any fucking clan or anything because it's only one guy. It's only one dude, so you can't really claim that. But if you if you trace his name back, uh, the, the family name was actually part of a bigger clan. So they didn't have their own clan. They were part of a different clan. And this clan was on the run for trying to assassinate one of the kings. So that's that's fucking fun. <laughs> when you look at this show. Damn, they were criminals. Exactly, they were criminals. <laughs> so there you go. But again, I'm not laying claim to any of that shit. This guy was following him and the Inside Edition crew. He calls 911. We've asked him who he was and asked us to stop following us, but he will not. See, that's why he keeps following you, because you're saying him. It's not him. It's a her, obviously. Yeah. Wanagal and other local you business people have just filed a class action lawsuit a accusing the city of Seattle of enabling the occupation of chalk. There you go. I feel abandoned. Completely and 100% abandoned. Yeah, but come on, bro. You're white. You're a white guy. This guy is a white... This guy is a white owner of apartment of a, an apartment building who gives a fuck right why should he be allowed to you can't own property dude you can't own property why should he be allowed to own property in the first place he's an oppressor he's white fuck him fuck him and his stupid business it's sort of done get the hell out we are claiming this land as the property of Chaz now you're out of there Bill Donner owns the label printing. Another white guy. It's just, it's just white people. White people are the only ones complaining by the looks of it. In company, Richmark label. They put up barricades. <laughs> Look what they've done to his business. Look what they've done to his business. <laughs> put up barricades. To Come on now. Show us, the, show us the storefront. Bill Donner owns the label printing company, Richmark. Look what they've done to the front of his shop. Isn't it beautiful? He's got the name of the business right, Rich Mark. I bet, I bet he voted a certain way for a long time. Yeah, here's a Rich Mark that we can take advantage of. Kitty B in the chat, exactly. Typical white man thinking they can own shit. <laughs> Is this accelerationism? Is Chaz accelerationism? You know why I say that? Like, genuine point here. Because how many people, right, 
How many people have you noticed recently turn into fucking fascists? Like, it, not not legit. Like, I'm not going to say legit fascists, bro. But how many people have you seen turn into people who are like, send in the fucking army and shoot them and drag them out and stuff? How many people have you seen, like, turn into that, like, overnight because of Chaz? How many people on the right are now demanding demanding like right squads go in there and beat people over the head with fucking batons you know what i mean and i'm not saying it's right or wrong i'm just put i'm posing the question is this accelerationism is this getting people on board with the idea of supporting the police state supporting heavy heavy-handed policing <laughs> the irony is a month ago we were all against the police um, we were all against the, let me not end the sentence there. We were all against the police using heavy handed tactics, right? We didn't want the police like going over the top. We hated the police dragging people out of their cars for no reason. We hated the police arresting people for walking around on the street. We hated the police intimidating people who were protesting the lockdown laws. But now we want the police in there. Now we want the tear gas. Now we want the baton strikes over the head. Is this accelerationism being pushed by the left? It's like I've made this point before. Not that long ago, everybody was against the social tracking software until some fucking idiot on Fox News came out and said, oh, well, the social tracking can be used to track down all of the rioters and the looters and the protesters. And everyone was like, oh, good, great idea. Let's use the social tracking to track down the looters and the rioters and the protesters. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Teddy Spaghetti. I still hate the police. Only now I hate the riots more. That's a genuine point. Like, that's a legitimate thing. Because I've said this before, too. For like two days, three days, there was unity on policing. Whereby everybody agreed that what happened to George Floyd shouldn't happen. Nobody should have, like, their death filmed on the street at the hands of a cop. Everybody was on board with that. But then certain people had to go and fuck it up and turn it into like, oh, we need to ban the Golden Girls. We need to change the fucking labels on syrup bottles. We need to take Gone with the Wind off, off TV. We need to do all of this auxiliary shit. And that's when the sympathy tank ran dry. And now people at the end of this process, well, not, we're not even at the end of it. Don't get your hopes up. But at this point in the process, now people are like, well, send in the fucking right police. Hit them over the head. Fuck them. You know what I mean? Is this all just accelerationism? Are you being played? How about this one? This, I think, is very cute. Uh, this comes from... CNBC to be fair to 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 be fair to NBC like I think CNBC is like their business channel to be fair to them they do some really good stuff uh we did a video uh I think one of the podcasts if you go back in the archive called Tasty Birds of Freedom where they break down the Chick-fil-A uh business model and it's not it's not political in any way shape or form uh, because at the time I was getting up, well, I wasn't getting upset. I was kind of annoying that people were saying, oh, Chick-fil-A is so good. Chick-fil-A is so successful because they're MAGA. And it's like, no, that's not good enough for a business. You can't just be MAGA and then be successful in business. That's not going to help you survive. 
So when you go into the details, it's a whole bunch of things like the company culture, the low cost of entry, uh, the way they train the staff, the way they retain staff from when they train them and like a lot of staff stay on board, like the benefits that the staff get all, there's all, there's like 95% of it is non-MAGA related, which is why Chick-fil-A is as excess, uh, successful as it is. But it was fucking annoying seeing these people with red hats on Twitter everywhere going, yeah, Chick-fil-A, they're successful because they love Trump. It's like, no, 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 they're successful because they run a good fucking business. Just liking Trump isn't good enough <laughs> to be successful in fucking business, especially in fast food, which is which has to be one of the most competitive businesses in the fucking world, fast food. Everybody thinks they can run a fast food chain, you know what I mean? And these guys are like slugging the other people. And they, and they do it starting from like, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, like, a, well, it's at least, you know, like a 15% uh, negative profitability because they're only open six days a week as opposed to seven, aren't they? So, and they're still like the number three chain in the United States, North America. So they're doing a whole bunch of other things right, not just wearing red hats and going, Trump, 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 Trump. And then, of course, predictably, like fucking clockwork, when um, one of the bosses of Chick-fil-A comes out and says something like, oh, we support Black Lives Matter, the same people who were sucking their dicks six months ago go, Chick-fil-A is MAGA. They're Christian. They love us. We fucking love MAGA. They love Trump. The same people are now like, fuck Chick-fil-A. I'm never going to eat there again. <laughs> and here I am just fucking laughing. <laughs> like, oh, you people are fucking dumb as dog shit. <laughs> Stop getting so... But if you get to the point where you're... If you get emotionally invested in a fast food chain, that's a you problem. I'm sorry. Like just just eat the burger and shut up. <laughs> if you're if you're going to a fast food chain to make a political statement, you have become a tool of the trans fat community. <laughs> I eat at Chick-fil-A because I support Donald Trump. <laughs> Really? I eat at Chick-fil-A because I like the sandwich. <laughs> I didn't know there was any other reason to eat at a restaurant. <coughs> you know, the sandwiches taste like dog shit, but they're MAGA, so I'm going to eat it. <laughs> okay. Whatever. I mean, what are you spending, like three bucks? Fucking making a statement. <laughs> making a statement with my wallet. All right. <laughs> so, let's see. I thought this was very cute. CNBC. They're talking about what companies can learn and what companies can learn now in light of the George Floyd protests after the Me Too movement, ladies, because we've moved on from Me Too. We're no longer Me Too. Me Too was so 2019. Now we have a new trend. Now we have a new fad to get behind. We love our new trends. So how about this? What can companies do? Because we touched on this a little bit yesterday. What have companies learned from me too to where we are now to I can't breathe? Fucking Twitter video. Always lets you down. <clears throat> Come on now. 
try this Following again, Following nationwide protests, many corporate executives have committed, at least vocally, for racial equality. Yeah. But contributing to systemic change requires more than a press release. CNBC contributor Joanne Lippman writing today that as CEOs implement action plans to disrupt systemic racism in the United States, they can reflect on the Me Too movement for some ideas on what works in affecting change and what doesn't. Let's bring in Joanne Lippman. She is Distinguished Fellow for Journalism at the Institute for Advanced Study in Princeton. She's also oh. a CNBC contributor. And What is she, the professor of journalism at the advanced fucking school at Princeton or some shit? I don't know. She's got a lot of uh, school names in front of her title, which already gets my eye twitching. <laughs> you kind of already know where we're headed with this, but let's give her a chance. You never know. Could be good. And Joanne, I know that for several years now, you've been traveling and talking to male executives, talking to them about the Me Too movement. And what you've seen happen there shows you a lot of parallels to the corporate response we're seeing right now to the Black Lives Matter movement. What, the corporate what are you response. kind of seeing there? And, and how do you think this kind of. The corporate response to the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, this is good. Plays out from here. Yeah, thanks, Becky. So there are a lot, yeah, thanks, Becky. a lot of parallels between what's going on now and the Me Too movement. And, mm. and also... There's a lot of parallels <laughs> between what's happening now and the Me Too movement. Interesting theory. <laughs> it's funny. I don't seem to recall a dozen cities being burned to the ground during the Me Too movement. Do you remember that? No. I don't remember that. Seems like somewhat of an anomaly. I don't remember uh, over a dozen people being murdered by the Me Too movement in response to somebody being slapped on the ass in the casting room. I remember that. Maybe I missed that story. I'm not sure. Seems like there's a lot of parallels, though, apparently. What, marketing-wise, maybe? Marketing-wise, perhaps. PR-wise, yes. Marketing, yes. I can see that. I can see companies doing what they have to do in order to remain viable in a highly uh, heated and contentious marketplace. I can see that happening. No problem. But as far as, like, the objective stuff that you would notice, like, on the street on a day-to-day -day level, it's not the same at all. Uh, a lot of lessons that we need to learn because a lot of what happened, we're seeing the same playbook. We're seeing lots of corporate statements of support and maybe some donations. We're also seeing some CEOs who are starting to lose their, their positions, oh, like good, CrossFit good. yesterday. I'm sure we're going to see more of that to come. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're seeing. I'm sure more CEOs are going to lose their jobs. Good. Good. Fuck them. Seeing the rise of this white allies movement. And I think this is really relevant because it's sort of an outgrowth of what we saw in the Me Too movement where suddenly we had male allies. I'm on your side. <clears throat> I put it to you that the corporate world is the I'm on your side meme of 2020. And again, I ask, is this accelerationism? What do you do when all of the media, all of popular culture and all of the major corporations in the capitalist system are defined by their opposition to you? Is that accelerationism?
You're going to bankrupt yourself now or are you going to go along with the crowd? You better do what we tell you. And the more people do what they're told, the quicker this all moves, right? The more people say, don't worry about it, just say the message, just put out the statement, just say what they want to hear, just do the line, Bart. Just do the line. The more people do that, the quicker this thing careens to the to the valley, right? Careens to the cliff face. We're just picking up speed. How about this? Not that it's all about women, but maybe it is. Let's have a look. School. Deutsche Welle. closed for months, all because of the pandemic. Kids forced to stay at home. And it's usually the mothers who are left to deal with the added burden. <laughs> who are the biggest victims of the coronavirus pandemic, ladies and gentlemen? You know... The Black Lives Matter movement was born out of the Me Too movement we've we've discovered today. Thank you, thank you, corporations, for that news flash. The corporations have told us, hey, without the Me Too movement, there is no Black Lives Matter movement. We've got the white allies, we've got the the male allies. We're we're collecting allies as we go. The entirety of the corporate world is in lockstep here. And also, you know the biggest victims of the coronavirus pandemic? The women. <laughs> I usually have one hour in my calendar block for lunch. Yeah. And you have to do <laughs> grocery shopping, cooking, um, eating, cleaning up, and checking homework in one hour. That How awful. Motherly things. You have to do mother things. <laughs> Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you. Congratulations, Lady Thor. Three-month sub, three sub streak. You have to do mother things now. Wow. How confronting for you. You know, everything, everything was fine before this coronavirus hit. You know, I was working, uh, you know, along, I was pushing forward in my career. I, you know, I... I support all the uh, feminist movements. I do not need a man around. You know, I'm I'm powerful. I'm more than I'm more than a man could ever be. I'm a very powerful woman. Uh, but then the coronavirus hits, and then all of the functions of the state, which have been raising my children at my convenience, you know, the schooling, and the television, and you know, the home deliveries for the groceries, that all dried up. So now I have to, you know, go and buy the groceries myself. I have to. Uh, actually talk to my children as if I want to know them. It's very confronting for me. Gypsy with a diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Says, being a mother doesn't make you a martyr. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> no, you don't understand, Gypsy. When my children were, were being taken by the teachers. I see you now. When my, when my children were being raised by the teachers and the television, I had a lot of time to focus on my career and the things that are important to me. But now that all of that has dried up and stopped, now I have to actually spend time with my children. I realize I do not like them at all. <laughs> Holy shit!
on the- Winning TV, dropping a guinea in our lap. Thank you so much. DLive.tv slash winning TV. This is hell on earth talking to your kids for her. <laughs> she she doesn't want to know her children. She wants to have them and then have them raised by somebody else. It's just impossible. This is an impossible situation. As the world struggles with COVID-19, some women fear that it's pushing them back into traditional roles. <laughs> I fear it. <laughs> I'm just going to let that settle for a moment. All this progress we made over the last five decades. All of this progress we've made over the last five decades has been eradicated by the virus. We're being pushed back into traditional roles. How fucking awful. What, you mean I have to be a mother to my children now? (laughs) That's disgusting. The pandemic has a setback for women. We'll speak with an expert in just a moment. (laughs) But first, let's look. Don't worry, there's an expert coming up. Now, I want to... Okay, here's... Let's play a little bit of uh, Daily Boogie trivia, ladies and gentlemen. Now, what form do you think the expert is going to take? Number one, uh, male person of colour. That's option one. Number two, I'll give you... female university student of colour. Option number three... Um... Boomer, white female with bold frame glasses. You decide. Number one, male person of colour. Number two, female college-age student of colour. Number three, boomer, white female with bold frame glasses. You decide. Tell me what you want. One, two, or three. (laughs) Robbie don't care with a diamond. Where the fuck is dinner? Get it, Mitch. I see I see a lot of threes in the chat. I see a lot of threes. It looks like it's looking like threes here. Well, let us skip ahead to the reveal. Show me expert. Where's our expert, ladies and gentlemen? Them. <laughs> And I'm joined now by Joanna Maycock. There she is. (laughs) (laughs) Always with the bold frame glasses. Every fucking time. Time after time after time. If you are oppressed, you will find me time after time. If you want to live in chess, I will be waiting time after time. White boomer female, bold frame glasses. (laughs) Yet again. What are the fucking odds? (laughs) Look at that. She's so proud of herself too. Let's, come on, let's give her a chance. Let's see what she's got to say. She's Secretary General of the European Women's Lobby. (laughs) A real job during the pandemic. 
She's got a real job. She's the Secretary General of the European Women's Lobby. (laughs) And she's concerned about women being forced into traditional gender roles. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Real concerning for this barren fucking spinster. And I'm joined now by Joanna Maycock. She's Secretary General of the European... Maycock and May Notcock. Let's see. Women's Lobby. Now, that's an... Um- <laughs> I've got to hear that title again. Joined now by Joanna Maycock. She's Secretary General of the European Women's Lobby. Secretary General of the European Women's Lobby. She's a, she's a professional complainer. That's her job. She complains for a living. <laughs> It's the perfect job for her. Don't get me wrong. She's a very intelligent woman. She managed to worm, weasel her way into that position and become a professional whiner. I am the head of the European Women's Lobby. I will complain to men about women's stuff. 10 hours a day. (laughs) And I will be paid handsomely for it. Six figures. (laughs) <laughs> Sound persons. Oh, stop it. No, I will not stop. I will never stop. Now, that's an umbrella group of women's advocacy or associations, rather, in Europe. And she joins me from Brussels. Welcome, Joanna. Now, we know that the pandemic has uprooted many families and workers. Why is it that women are carrying such an especially heavy load? Why is it especially hard for women? You know, the pandemic is pretty awful, but it's even worse for women. Am I right? Let's bring on an expert, the the Secretary General of the European Women's Lobby, who is a boomer white female wearing bold frame glasses. <laughs> okay. Can't wait for this unbiased, objective fucking data download that we're about to receive. Can you? Well, women are actually the backbone of our societies, and they already carry a very heavy load. Um, And what this pandemic has done is actually shone a light on and in some cases exacerbated what were already very deep-rooted inequalities between women and men in Europe. In fact, uh, we've actually stopped progressing on gender equality. equality Have we stopped progressing, have we? Oh, how awful. You know, I've stopped working full-time too, you know. (laughs) The, The money that I use to pay off like a mortgage and stuff like that has taken a severe fucking chunk of damage but never mind never mind that you have to spend time with your children now you know those little life forms that you so uh you know so whimsically thrashed out of your fucking vagina all those years ago now you actually have to sit down with them and talk to them about their day and their homework and you know understand their concerns which i understand why this is more traumatic for you this is awful between women and men in Europe. We've stopped progressing for 10 years already. Have we? Um, ten, so- 10 years this has been around. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years already. And then the coronavirus happened. How awful for you. I feel your pain. As the head of the Europe, as the Secretary General of the European Women's Lobby, getting paid six figures by taxpayers who are no longer working thanks to the government lockdowns in Europe. Mostly mostly paid by men. It's, it's upwards of like 70% of all taxes are paid by men in the Western world. Something like that. 
So she has a job thanks to the fact that men are working. <laughs> and now men are no longer working. And it's it's really bad for the women, though. Oh, yeah. What's your job again? I'm the uh, Secretary General of the European Women's Lobby. Right. So you're a professional complainer. So there is a great deal to do to really... And again, white boomer female, bold frame glasses. Start to fast forward. Warlord McKenna, thanks for joining us. Women and men. And certainly this, this pandemic, we've seen... Um, families really challenged, and particularly women bearing the brunt of childcare, yeah. of stepping back from their jobs, yeah. of going part time, of mm. being made redundant. Overwhelmingly, <clears throat> women have taken on that burden. Oh, really? But what we know, no, no data to back, no facts. Can we can we get some figures here? How about a little statistics? Right, I don't even care if you fucking make it up. Make up the statistic. Well, you know, sixty five percent of all women in the workplace. Blah, 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 none of that. No, they're just, they're bearing the brunt of it. Already is that women already do the vast majority of childcare and unpaid care uh, work and domestic work in... in yes, because they're mothers. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Here's the, th here's the thing, if you want to know the truth. Women are far better. Far, 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 far better at dealing with, like, babies and toddlers than men will ever be. Speaking from experience as a man, not a father, but as a man, I can tell you, I really dislike children until I can have a conversation with them. Until I can talk to a kid, I really don't want to know. Like, I'm like Krusty. You know that episode where he finds out he has a daughter? And he's at the beach in The Simpsons. He's like, you know, she's like, oh, dad, dad, this, 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 and this. And he's like, look, kid, I'm not the kind of father that, you know, says things or does stuff. <laughs> That would be me. <laughs> There's a very old saying that um, women raise good children. Thank you, <clears throat> Thank you for coming. I'll, I'll see, see you now. Hell. Women raise good children and men raise good people or good adults, right? So the woman takes care of like the early age and the nurturing and the titty feeding and all of that stuff and the pampering and the nurturing. And then once they get to the age where, you know, they can be a bit responsible and uh, be punished, that's when the man steps in. It's like, okay, now I'm going to smack you over the back of the head for being a smartass, right? Because <clears throat> you really don't care about kids until they're old enough to talk as a guy. Like, you go through the motions, you pat their head, you do, you know, you do all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. But for me personally, until a kid is good enough to have like a one-on-one -on -one convo, I'm, I'm really not interested. <laughs> Don't know how we got on that tangent. In Europe still today, and that's hardly shifted in the last generation. Mm -hmm. Now, uh -huh. we saw a report earlier about Anne in Germany stepping back to take care of her kids during the pandemic. Can we say that things will go back to normal for her once the schools and daycare centers... <laughs> follow Q in the chat. I was so happy when my kids could wipe their own ass. <laughs> ...reopen? Yeah, I think that's... that's... That's your job, though, right? Isn't it? As a father, like, hey, I'm mum's not going to be around forever to wipe your own ass. Mummy wipes your ass, and then when you're old enough to wipe your own ass, daddy says, wipe your own fucking ass, you dirty little bastard. <laughs> that's the role of the dad. Don't get off the toilet until you wipe your own ass. Story is very... We'll send mum in to check it. Very typical for millions and millions of women and millions of families across Europe. Um, we really... Uh, what we see already... <laughs> Bed K Veritas. Great line in the chat. Women put up with kids' liberal ideas. Men crush dreams with realism. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And a good father knows the exact precise point to crush the dreams of their own children. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. All right, look. We're going a little we're going to have to go a little over time tonight because I want to I want to show you this story that Jim Nword sent through. It's fucking amazing. I haven't seen the video for it yet. I've been saving it for live reaction on the show. So, when we come back from the break, we'll do a quick 5-minute break. I need to refresh my drink um, and visit the little boy's room because I learned how to shake my own penis after I pee pee. <laughs> Cuz I'm a guy. Um, when we get back from that, uh, I'm going to show you this story that was sent through by Jim Nword. We're all going to be living under the dome soon. It's going to be fucking amazing. So stick around. Uh, You're listening to the Daily Boogie podcast on a Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back in a few minutes. We'll see you soon. your novelty comedy songs organic handmade with painstaking care put into every note well look no further than irrational times using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later irrational times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level new songs and sketches every week so check it out. Idiot Boogie Bumper. 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 Really giving that one a workout? Come on. Dlive.tv slash JJ Stone. And we love JJ here on the show. It's the J.J. Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slurricane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in in their millions right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and i like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10pm Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and 
laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet, we also have the Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. I I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ! What are you fucking Asian, Dick Tracy? You. Why do you, why do you have to ruin my evening? Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do that. You just, you just do it the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Feeling depressed? Need someone to tell you it's not okay? Do you like goth public access TV? Then join me for The Big Empty every Sunday at noon. Major underscore Tom on DLive with zeros for O's because everything in your life is that difficult. Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, Y Censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. Well, why are you following for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go.
Enjoy the joy of Pepsi. Enjoy the joy of Pepsi. Enjoy the joy of Pepsi. This Justin. The global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. This right around around. this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us on the Tuesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Broadcast. Uh, just a quick little editor's note while I have you. Tomorrow night, back as normal. Uh, get off my screen. Uh, get the hell off there. Tomorrow night, uh, back as normal, 6pm again tomorrow night. Don't forget to follow all of our friends. But uh, Friday night, we'll be back on Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, with a special edition Daily Boogie podcast Friday night. We're going to be getting the counter view. Now, I don't want to reveal too much too soon, uh, but a special guest will be joining us on Friday night. And it's somebody who a lot of the OG Periscope people will know. And you've known this guy for a long time. You probably haven't heard his voice before, but you've known him around the traps, in the chat rooms, on Twitter and stuff. We're going to be getting the counter view. Uh, He's a contrarian. He's very similar to me. We agree on a lot of stuff. We disagree on, like, very few things, but the few things we disagree on, I think, are, like, big enough. We always riff well together. So uh, on Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to make the I'll, I'll make the announcement right now. Lucifer Sam joining us live on the show. Second half of the show. For the OG uh, Periscope crew, you know who Lucifer Sam is. For like the newer guys, you have no idea who this guy is. Lucifer Sam is somebody who <laughs> it's it's always it always makes me laugh. Um, so he loves to argue. Uh, he's always got a point of view. He's somebody that the Republicans on Periscope will say, oh, he's a he's a libtard and stuff. Uh, he's a bullshit Democrat propagandist. He's a communist and shit. The devil himself, like you. <laughs> he's a communist. He's a propagandist. But if you actually, like, if you actually took the time to follow the guy and see what he has to say, you may disagree with some of the stuff that he says. He gets blocked by more Democrats on Twitter than you do. If you're a fucking flag-waving, Donald Trump-loving Republican, trust me, he's more hated by the Democrat establishment than you are. Right? Hates Nancy Pelosi, uh, really dislikes Barack Obama for bailing out the banks and stuff, so it will be interesting. Uh, The difference, the main difference that uh, Sam and myself have is that I think it's the order that we put things in. So... He puts more emphasis on like the economic. He he thinks like the economic side of uh, the political realm fuels, you know, most other things. And I tend to think the cultural side 
fuels most other things. And that's really where we have most of our disagreements. But it's going to be a great conversation. I'm very much looking forward to it. And he's I've spoken to him off air. We've had a f- uh, phone conversation before. Very funny guy. Very intelligent guy. You'll, you'll like him. When you see, like a lot of people dislike Lucifer Sam because of text form. But in text form, uh, I'm a real asshole in text form. <laughs> I'm a real short... Uh, you know, I don't. I'm not expansive in my writing when I'm in text form. In speech form, it's a different story, and I think you'll find the same with him. So, very much looking forward to that Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, right here, Daily Boogie Podcast. So that'll be fun. Uh, not a big Trump guy is Lucifer Sam, so it'll be a genuine conversation, a genuine to and fro, instead of uh, you know everybody agreeing on a panel kind of thing. So very much looking forward to that, and like I said. Very contentious guy in the OG Periscope circles. A lot of people hate him. I'm not sure why he gets so much hate, (laughs) to be fair. Legit. I don't know why people hate him so much. But anyway, uh, we'll get to that on Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. uh, Thank you to the new followers. So where were we? That's right. (laughs) We've got to do this story. Sent through by Jim Enward. Thank you so much for sending this. I tell you what, let's let's read the article first. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll see you, see in, you in hell. Let's have a look at this. Yoga domes. <laughs> so remember, like, we're not coming into this story as rookies. Like I said, I haven't watched the video yet. I swore myself off watching the video. Cause I thought, no, 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 like it wouldn't be fair to you. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speed ahead and see what what is in this clip. I want to watch it with you. It could be gold. It could be fucking rubbish. Who knows? But I, I tend to think, based on the headline and the explanation, that we're looking at fucking 24 carats here. Yoga domes arrive in Toronto. With fitness clubs still closed, yoga domes are popping up in Toronto, allowing people to exercise together while practicing physical distancing. Plus, a Barcelona opera house reopens with potted plants filling the seats for the opening concert. So we're not coming into this as greenhorn rookies, right? We are the ones who were, who told you about the story that the European Union, that that previous woman was working for, mind you, the bold frame glasses. That all of these ideas seem to come from people with bold frame glasses. So, so the European Union has this brave, stunning and brave idea to put families, when they go on vacation to the beach, in a box, in a literal perspex clear plastic box on the beach, on the sand. You go on the box, you make your little sandcastle, and then you go back to normal life. And then we covered the gym in California, which is putting, you know, people doing workout routines into a plastic fucking arrangement like a box with shower curtains strapped to some PVC piping. So the future is boxed. The future is a bubble. The future is living under the dome, apparently. The dome. (laughs) For the ROTC fans out there, of which I am one. So... Let's have a look. Like I said, I haven't watched this yet. This could be good. It could be awful. Let's see what is happening in cold Australia, otherwise known as Canada, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Canada. Richard Southern joins us once again. Richard, it's like perfect weather. for. Uh, first of all, very diverse news news crew up there in Canada. Well done, Jim. Jim Enward. I, I suspect Jim Enward is a Canadian. Either... <laughs> Because Jim Enward sends like a lot of Canadian related stuff. So he's either a Canadian or somebody who really hates Canadians. <laughs> hey, look, I've got another Canadian story for you, bro. 
why are you sending Canadian stuff? Are you Canadian? No, I just hate them. <laughs> but I think Jim Enward is a Canadian. So. Or a Slurpee. I haven't had one of those in a while. Slurpees? I love Slurpees. Slurpees are the bomb. I can't even talk to somebody who doesn't like Slurpees. I know that's not the point of this story. But he's both. <laughs> he is Canadian and hates Canada. That's perfect. I can't even talk to somebody who doesn't like a Slurpee. And like, if you live in Australia, you'll know the, the beauty of a Slurpee on a hot summer's day. Like, I have gone across whole towns in search of a Slurpee on a hot summer's day in Australia. Cold beer? Some, like, a cold beer is always good. I'll drink a cold beer in the middle of winter, though. In the middle of summer, a Slurpee is the fucking shit. I will kill a guy on the street for a Slurpee if I really want one bad enough. Kitty B, I'm Canadian and I hate most Canadians. Irrational times. Nobody that's not Canadian thinks enough about us to really hate us. <laughs> Slush puppies are better. Slurpees are the shit. Let's have a look. Old enough, they got to gulp down more Slurpees than everyone else. That's a pretty interesting fact that they drink more of those, Janelle. Yeah, I had no idea. The more you know. Okay, well, people who uh, maybe aren't uh, drinking Slurpees are missing out on one business that will What's not that? be part of the reopening this Wednesday. And got to admit, she's a cute Muslim. <laughs> and that is fitness clubs. But one group has found a unique way to keep fit together. Yeah, to do uh, yoga together, Janella. There is a uh, yoga studio here now uh, that is putting up individual yoga domes so everyone can get their downward-facing dog on together. Look at these things. This is a pop. <laughs> um. Hello? Hello, Canada. Uh, this is your cousin Australia calling Canada. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Canada, why is the Muslim woman and the homosexual man uh, talking to me about the the single mother's fucking yoga fitness thing in a bubble? <laughs> why is there a homosexual and a Muslim telling me about yoga bubbles on television? <laughs> what is Canada? What the hell are you doing, Canada? We're concerned about you. This is your cousin, Australia. Um, I don't want to, I didn't want to be the first one to tell you this, but Daddy England is like kind of ashamed of what you're doing right now. <laughs> and, you know, for dad to say that, it's really weird. Like, we all know that America is the rebel cousin who doesn't want to come over for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving anymore for like 200 years because they had a fight with dad and they're too fucking, they're too proud. They're too proud to own up to the fight to, they're too proud to own up that they did the wrong thing so they they've been disowned by the family so now it's me you new zealand and you know daddy england the uk i see you in hell and daddy's really concerned about you canada you are straying a long way from you know the family tradition here <laughs> yoga domes i like it Pop up. There's going to be 50 of these clear geodesic domes. Uh, a what now? <laughs> they put the little fan in the dome. Look at that. Because you've got to be cool when you're doing your yoga. Uh, that is putting up individual yoga domes so everyone can get domes. He <laughs> <laughs> even said dome the correct way. Yoga domes. 
<laughs> Look at these fuckheads. Look at these. I, th I thought if you're outside, there's no problem. When did that change? Look at them. They're, they're outside, but they're in a dome. They're outside, but inside at the same time. Mind fucking blown. Yo, man. Do you want to do yoga outside, but be inside? Fuck yeah, bro. Fuck. Canada, what the hell are you doing? They're downward facing dog on together. Look at these things. This is a pop-up. There's going to be 50 of these clear geodesic domes uh, at the Stanley... Dome. <laughs> He's exactly lose onto it. He's been watching Frankie Blee flat. Bless him. <laughs> 50 of these. There's going to be 50 of these. Domes. <laughs> Barracks. This is on the C&E grounds. It's going to be right next to the Hotel X there. You've heard of hot yoga. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty in the chat. It's like being on your own personal flat earth. <laughs> this is going to be ultra hot yoga because they said the temperatures inside those things are going to be like in excess of 37 degrees. So. <laughs> We're keeping people safe by giving them heat stroke. Woo! We're gonna we're gonna keep people safe by dehydrating them. <laughs> so we had to put a little fan in there. <laughs> the fuck is going on here? What's wrong with you people? <laughs> Why do you think any of this is a good idea? See, we're fucked. <laughs> These people are fucking insane, man. <laughs> we, so we're gonna we're gonna do outdoor yoga okay no problem social distancing great idea we'll do outdoor yoga and social distance won't be a problem wait can't we be a little bit safer how so well let's put everybody in a fucking plastic bubble <laughs> but won't they get really hot and dehydrate them hmm good point let's put a fan in the bubble <laughs> let's put a little fucking little, put a little desk fan in there That'll keep them cool enough. Make sure you bring at least four litres of water into the dome before your yoga session, otherwise you may collapse from dehydration. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> A little sweat boxes. And then it's like, well, can we put the domes inside like an air-conditioned warehouse or something? Like, you know, would that be safer? Well, maybe that's the next move. So we want to do outdoor yoga. How do we do that? Well, we need to be in a dome. Okay, well, we can't put the dome outside, though, because it's going to be too hot. Well, let's move the domes inside. <laughs> yoga domes. Woo! This is bullshiz. Let's get some pepper spray and have fun. Come on. This is bullshiz. Be fair here. Don't you think these women have cried enough in their life? Don't you think they've spent enough of their lifetime crying? They're literally doing yoga in the outdoors in the middle of fucking summer in Canada in a plastic fucking bubble where they can dehydrate in minutes. <laughs> they've cried enough. Let's put the... How about this? Let's put them out of their misery. <laughs> yeah, go in the dome. That's fine. God, I can't wait for that first... I can't wait for that first lawsuit. 
Woman found dead at outdoor yoga party after collapsing inside a plastic dome. <laughs> the rescue, the police rescue unit weren't able to access the dome because they were afraid that they would be raping her by entering her safe space. More at 11. So it's you're going to get your sweat on in there for sure. Um, every person gets their own dome. They say they clean them after. My dome, my choice. For every use. You're not going to catch me down there, Janelle. I can me tell you that. Me either. <laughs> you, I, I, you couldn't catch me doing yoga in an air-conditioned studio. <laughs> oh, I know. You're wearing lots of layers, sweetheart. You are wearing, like, lots of extra clothing than these infidels. So, I, you know, I understand that you wouldn't be seen doing it. Maybe in private. Maybe if we could get a bigger dome over the rest of the domes and then the uh, Islamic women could have their time in the dome. No men in there, obviously. I think that would be fair. And only only positions that have been pre-approved by Allah. <laughs> so you have the uh you have you have various positions, like the washing of the husband's feet, the not complaining, that's one of my personal favorites, and the don't go outside on your own. They're they're all very popular positions in the Allah-approved yoga bubble dome party that we're having here. They would make, tra that, that's a good, really good point from Teddy Spaghetti. They would make great Chaz Gardens. Yeah, it's like a little, it's like a little fucking greenhouse, isn't it? It's a little portable greenhouse. Bring your fucking vegetables when you go down, down, down to the park for your outdoor yoga party. <laughs> Bring your little tomato plant. We'll get that thing fucking shooting up into the sky. Let alone uh, one of yeah. those uh, scorching domes. I'm good. That's I'm good. Dedicated to yoga aficionados only down there. It reminds me, like, <clears throat> I know I was joking before. I'm not picking on uh, Muslims here because I really don't have anything really against the Muslims compared to other people. Um, but it reminds me, like, so I used to have a little website for only for a couple of years. It was just me doing like little articles and stuff, like very short, little bite sized. Uh, you know, 350 to 500 word, like little bang, 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 pump out like three or, three or four a day. And um, there was a story down here, like this was well before Trump. This is all in the lead up to Trump because like I said, I'm a very boring person. So there was a story down here at a swimming pool. Now I've told this story before, like I, I've grown up in a part of Sydney that's very, very heavily populate, uh, populated by like immigrant populations and stuff. And about half an hour from my house is the, the biggest mosque in the Southern Hemisphere, right? Like building structure-wise. <clears throat> Grew up with like a lot of like Muslim friends and shit. But there was a story down here of like a local council uh, who there's a swimming pool, like a, you know, like a council-run swimming pool at this local council. And for one day a week, they were closing the pool to everybody except Muslim women right? Because the Muslim, well, I don't think it was the Muslim women. I think it was like a, a white fucking do-gooding, um, hanky-sucking, bed-wetting, knuckle-dragging leftist on the council who came up with this idea because I never heard anybody complain about this kind of shit before. Um, so, <clears throat> thank you for the diamond truth watching. Thank you for the diamond. So, this council decided that one day a week they're going to close the pool to everybody except Muslim women, but that wasn't good enough. So what they had to do, because it was an indoor pool, 
So they had to install curtains around the pool, right? So, like, not only could non-Muslim people not attend, non-Muslim men even, Muslim men couldn't go. It was just Muslim women one day a week. And But on that day, they had to put up, like, curtains around the pool to make sure that nobody caught a glimpse of the Muslim women, like, not dressed in their traditional outfit. And, like, to be honest, if there's a market for that, I don't even really care. But the thing that irritates me is the explanation from the politician. So the politician who's responsible for that area comes out and says, this is about inclusiveness. Like, legit, quote, this is about this is about promoting inclusivity. That was his fucking word. Like, that was his sentence. That was his statement that he put out. We're doing this to promote inclusivity. And like I said, this is like six, seven years ago that I did this little article. And I'm like, like it's so obvious to me anyway. It, it wasn't obvious to anyone else, but it's obvious to me. I'm sorry, how is taking a section of the population, designating a day just for them to swim, and then literally putting up visual barriers around them, how is that promoting inclusiveness? That is the opposite. That's like the definition of divisiveness. You are saying that this particular group over here has to be separated at all costs from the rest of you. Right? And so like your whatever your traditional values and your traditional value system and your traditional social structure in this particular area is, we need to upturn all of that on this one day. And like I said, put visual barriers around these people so you can't even see them. And this is all about um, bringing people together. It's insane. It's insane to me. Lucifer Sam in the chat. Like I said, Lucifer Sam joining us on Friday night, ladies and gentlemen. Separate but equal. Some people are more equal than others, though. Lucifer Sam. And we're looking forward to Lucifer Sam joining us on Friday night. So it's, it's it's the... operation of language that I get really fucking frustrated by. Don't tell me it's about inclusiveness when what you're doing is literally putting up dividers between people, right? I don't know how I got off on that sidetrack. Um, because I think somebody in the chat mentioned like, oh, <laughs> like diverse, diversity yoga domes, you know what I mean? It's never, it's never about diversity. It's never been about diversity there okay all right so live music look look, i've tried to explain like i've worked in places before where i am literally the only white guy there with like dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of like immigrant workers most of them can't speak english because i've i've always done like blue collar shitty work because i left school early i shouldn't have but i did i had to i needed the money i did uh, the the option of going to university wasn't available to me at the time. So shit happens. No regrets, man. Don't regret a damn thing. I'm thankful that I didn't go to university. <laughs> to be fair, to, because look at the look at the quality of human being that the universities are pumping out now. So I'm fucking glad I didn't go to university. So <clears throat> I've worked in places where like I'm the only white guy. None of this stuff is ever an issue ever and the kind of like intellectual masturbation that politicians and media sycophants and intellectuals engage in 
is so far from the reality. You know, the reality of working life for me growing up when I was in places where, like I said, I was the only white guy working there was like, how much overtime am I getting this week? Is my pay going to be in the bank? My kids going to school. Uh, I've got to make my house payment. Uh, I've got to pay off this car. Hey, do you want to come over and have like a barbecue or something? Like that that's the conversations that we had. Not once in my experience as a working class individual in a working class suburb with like other working class people of which I was the only white guy. Not once did the issue of fucking systemic racism and oppression ever come up fucking ever because we were all equal. In my experience, the only time that the issue of systemic oppression and systemic racism appears is when it comes from higher up the fucking food chain. When it gets handed down from people who have very safe and secure jobs at fucking universities, for example, who live in gated communities and would never dream of mingling with the type of people that I worked with on a daily basis. The type of people who would look at the people I worked with and consider them like working class scum and they would never dream of giving one single fuck about what they're concerned about what they care what they care about how they operate on a daily basis they wouldn't give a single fuck they're the only people i hear that language from this girl for example I'm sure she earned her place on television, and I'm not saying anything else to, to the contrary. But she's obviously a very attractive girl, right? So the idea that, oh, it's diversity only goes so far because somewhere up the chain, some producer said, yeah, yeah, we want diversity, but make sure she's pretty. <laughs> Somebody up the chain with money said, yeah, yeah, we want, we want a diversity newsreader but make sure she's at least attractive. And she is, like, objectively good-looking. That's why she's there. There would have been plenty of ugly diversity hires that they could have made. Had to get the pretty one. Because it comes from the top down, not the bottom up. We still want the ratings. Returned to Barcelona, but... Uh, those definitely weren't people in the seats for the premiere performance, Richard. You got to see this. Okay, Barcelona's opera starting back up today for the first time in months. But look who was in the audience. <laughs> We're replacing the opera-going audience with potted plants. There it is. There it is. There it is. There is high society in a nutshell, right there. <laughs> Couldn't even tell the difference. Couldn't even tell the fucking difference. Potted plants. <laughs> it reminds me of um, a great short uh, Michael. I know Michael Moore gets a lot of shit, but he has done some good stuff. If you haven't seen the short, it's a two-part like mini documentary Michael Moore did years ago when he was doing his show, The Awful Truth. Uh, it's a two-part documentary called Ficus. You have to watch it. 
because it's all about it's not really about pushing lefty issues or anything like that. It's it's about voter apathy and about how people don't care about politics. So he ran a ficus plant against a guy who had been sitting in office for like four terms uncontested <laughs> and took the ficus plant like on a on a on a tour and like to gather votes and stuff. It was fucking amazing. So check it like I like I said Michael Moore he is what he is. The awful truth was a good show. I loved it. But if you if you don't watch anything that Michael Moore does, at least watch that one thing called Ficus. It's fucking great. I'll, maybe you know what? I'm we're free balling a little bit here tonight. Maybe I can find just one little snippet of it, just for fun. Who cares? Just to show you that not everything that Michael Moore did was fucking garbage. Let's see what we get here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Elena Sibs. Thank you for the time. The Ficuses. The Ficuses. got a chance to really uh, say something very important and that is that the people of this country are sick and tired of these two political parties posing as two political parties it's one party so wow. we've given people a chance to god i haven't i haven't seen this in years man it's got to be like 15 years hasn't he changed his fucking tune though huh hasn't he changed now he goes on cnn and talks about how you can only elect democrats fuck me Hear the hear the way he was talking back then. See, this is the thing, Michael. I wanted to, I wanted to like you back then. I did like you back then. I still like him as a filmmaker, even though I disagree with his fucking politics. I still like the 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 snarky, uh, manipulative way he does documentaries, like as an artist, right? Um, but did you hear that shit back then? Oh, we need to break out of the two party fucking system. I haven't changed. Where did you go, Michael? Come back, <laughs> come back, Michael, come back. <laughs> You've become you've become a fucking shill for the Democrats. What are you doing, Michael? Come back to the fold. People of this country are sick and tired of these two political parties posing as two political parties. It's one party. So we've given people a chance to write in ficus on the ballot all over the country. It's their way to say none of the above. It's their way to say I'm sick and tired. I'm not going to take it anymore. It's the f you vote. It's the f you vote this year. Ficus for Congress. <laughs> like he was good. He was good back in the day. <clears throat> All right. Uh, we're getting close to the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. How about we end with one more? Where should I go? All right, let's do this one. I've been looking forward to this one for a couple of days. As you all know, racism is the big fucking issue right now, ladies and gentlemen. So we need to address this. To Brooke Park, 
Ohio Little Caesars workers fired after putting swastika sign on a couple's pizza. <laughs> I haven't watched this video yet either. Offensive message in pepperoni, apparently. <laughs> Just think about it. Think about the white supremacists that we've unearthed here in just two days this week on the Daily Boogie podcast. We have the based pizza. Spent D in the chat. <laughs> this is so dumb. So we had the first group of white supremacists we came across were the, the retirees with urinary tract infections. <laughs> it's uncut. It's uncut. Pizza Smollett, ladies and gentlemen. Where did you steal the diamond gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? So the first group of, you know, white supremacists we came across were the retirees in golf carts waving American flags with urinary tract infections, taking high blood pressure medication <laughs> while they screamed at other retirees in a retirement home. That was the first group of white supremacists we'd unearthed. Day two on the Daily Boogie Week, ladies and gentlemen, the next group of white supremacists working at a pizza shop. <laughs> 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 exactly, Lucifer. I mean, seventeen-year-old making pizza, making national news. That's the world we're living in now. Like we're we're it's we're in clown world, but it's accelerationism clown world now at this point. I mean, we want the NBA to put "I can't breathe" on the back of their fucking jerseys. Chaz is an acceleration, I think, to get people like on the law and order side of the ledger to promote and support the fucking beating of protesters with batons. Like, we're all feeding into the same fucking shoebox here. This is what I need. I'm, try I'm trying to get through. Whether it's for law and order or whether it's for culture, we're all being hoodwinked. At the end of the day, we're all being made to support the same fucking thing. And, you know, I don't want to preempt my discussion. Ah, the Noid. Robbie don't care. The Noid is up to no good again. I actually had the video game Avoid the Noid back when computers only had four colors. CGA graphics. How about that shit? <laughs> it was like purple, pink, blue, and black. That was it. That's all I had. I had Avoid the Noid. God, I must be getting old. Um, but we're all feeding into the same fucking shoebox. And I don't want to preempt <clears throat> preempt my discussion with uh, Lucifer Sam on Friday, but I suspect we'll agree on this point that the difference, like the working difference in the terms in terms of like how the government is run and how the economy is run, the difference between Donald Trump winning the election and Joe Biden winning winning the election, I suspect is going to be pretty fucking close. You know what I mean? There's not going to be gr any great like upturning of the system with either one of them winning the election. I suspect the the difference is they'll just be listening to different people. They'll just be listening to different people, different people saying different things, but in the end we end up at the same place. Joe Biden is the safe corporate option for the Democrats, ladies and gentlemen. The reason that Joe Biden is put up as the option for the Democrats is because they still get funding from their donors. Bernie Sanders does not get funding from their donors. Uh, he's saying, no, definitely not. Well, we'll expand then when we talk. Uh, same, I'll, I'll say you do agree. So 
Joe Biden is the guy who secures the funding for the Democrat establishment. And then that way they can still have funding for their down ticket votes, right? If you put a guy like Bernie Sanders in, the, the, the uber capitalists who support the Democrat Party in places like New York and LA, they stop, the, they do not send money in. Because Bernie Sanders is the guy who's not going to go in and shake hands. And I'm not a fucking fan of Sanders, don't get me wrong. But there's a reason why Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the Democrat establishment did not want Bernie Sanders to win the nomination. It's that. Because he stops the money train, he stops the gravy train rolling in from the capitalist class. So, anyway, I'm looking forward to that Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, Lucifer Sam. Let's check out this Nazi pizza, bro. Local couple orders a pizza, picks it up, and opens it to find a pepperoni-designed swastika <laughs> as the topping. As the topping. He's very dramatic, isn't he, this news guy? Listen to this. Local couple orders a pizza. He thinks he's auditioning for fucking... Uh, Othello or something. Listen to this. It up and opens it to find a pepperoni design swastika as the topping. As the topping. Oh, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Cry me a fucking ripper. Shut up and eat the pepperoni. My main concern with this is I'm a, I'm a pepperoni pizza fan. That's my go-to pizza is the pepperoni. Uh, my main concern with this is there is not enough pepperoni covering the pizza. You know what? To be, fa- I'm going to be. F- look, you can you can say that this is. I would. Okay, let me think this through for a minute because I have to be careful here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cloud World. Um. It, it looks to me like it's, as somebody who's a, a, a pizza connoisseur, right? I've eaten a lot of pizza. To be fair to me, it looks like a cheese pizza and somebody's thrown pepperoni on top. It doesn't look like the pepperoni's been baked in. Now, <clears throat> this is the problem. If you come out and say, oh, it's a hoax, it's a hoax, it's a hoax, everybody's going to say, well, of course you would say that because you must be a Nazi. But, I mean, look at the fucking thing. Look at the way that the cheese is browned off and look at the way that the pepperoni looks fresh fucking cut. Right? That pepperoni is fresh. It hasn't sunk in. See, if the pepperoni was placed on top like that and then baked, it would be baked into the cheese. It would sink into the cheese while it's baking. But it hasn't done It's sitting on top of the puffy cheese topping. Like, there's not one piece of pepperoni there that's actually in the cheese. So it looks to me like a fucking cheese pizza and then somebody's thrown pepperoni on top of it after it's been baked. I'm just saying. Now, people are going to say, oh, that's bullshit. How can you say that? You've got no evidence. You know the evidence I have? Eating 10,000 fucking pizzas in my lifetime. That's my evidence. I bring experience to this conversation. I bring experience to this. That, to me, ladies and gentlemen, is a cheese pizza and somebody has thrown pepperoni on top. Fucking Subi. I've made pepperoni pizza. It doesn't look like that. The pepperoni sinks in. The pepperoni isn't... Gypsy in the chat saying the pepperoni isn't cooked enough. The pepperoni is basic... It's not cooked... It's not cooked at all. Look at it. 
There's no little browning. If the cheese is brown, then the pepperoni would be brown too. Right? Looks to me, looks to me like somebody didn't... Well, you know, it's... What are you angry at me for? Last time I went down to that pizza place, they gave me a soda. Do you know how much ice they put in that soda? It's at least 20 cents worth of soda that they were ripping me off. Twenty cents worth of soda, at least. So I wasn't gonna stand for that. So I came up with a scheme to order a cheese pizza and then put on social media a backward swastika. And cause I'm gonna get those motherfuckers fired. You know why? Because you don't rip me off. You don't rip me off twenty cents worth of soda with all your ice trickery and expect to get away with it. What the hell do you think you're doing here? And I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you kids. <laughs> I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you, Boogie Bumper. And your years of eating pizza? You motherfucker. What are you, some kind of anti-Semite? Huh? What do you hate Jews, do you? Huh? Get out of here. It's a story that's developing tonight. Developing? It's a developing story. <laughs> oh, please, give me live updates on Pizzagate. This is the real Pizzagate here. This is the real Pizzagate. <laughs> Caesar's pizza workers involved in this incident have been fired. Oh, think they fired people. There's no way this is real. Not none whatsoever. See a New Yorker spoke to the couple who made the shocking find. Shut up. Let's see the couple. So, Let's see the couple. There you go. That's it. Jason and Misty Laska are still in shock about. Oscar are still in shock. I see a little pink hair dye on the fringe there of the female, plus the Rugrats shirt. I see the shaved head and the long beard and the tattooed arms. See the SUV. Check to see if she has an Instagram. <laughs> What's her name? Somebody, somebody else can check. If she has an Instagram, somebody can look it up. <laughs> About their late night snack. What was their name? to the couple who made the shocking. Do we know their name? Did they say the name? Fine. So there you go. That's it. Jason and Misty Laska are Laska. still in shock about their late night snack. A pizza pie with the pepperoni arranged in the form of a swastika. <sighs> Offensive pizza. Bye. Like legit. If I got that delivered to me, I would just laugh and go, <laughs> little smart ass and eat it. You know what I mean? Press one in the chat if you would get upset to the point of calling the local news and keeping the pizza, like they didn't even touch the pizza, right? They didn't even touch it. Just as, let's assume for a moment that that's the way it showed up. Let's assume. I don't believe that it is because it looks to me like a cheese pizza and somebody's thrown fucking pepperoni on top of it because I've seen my fair share of fucking pepperoni pizza and it don't look like that when it's cooked. 
with the cheese brown and the pepperoni fresh. Doesn't work that way. Ovens don't work that way. You should know of all people. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Sometimes I can't help myself. If anybody knows how an oven works, it should be. <laughs> so, pizza makers, of course. I'm referring to pizza makers. Don't be an idiot. Don't be stupid. So, um, <laughs> so let's just assume. Let's take their. Let's take what they say is gospel for now. The gospel is an evil book, of course, but whatever. <laughs> gospel was written by a guy who had. Sex with a whore is burning in a pit of, uh, what is it, piss and vomit or shit or something? Whatever. Um, so let's just take their word as gospel. And so let's say, let's give them a benefit of doubt and say that's the way the pizza turned up. Now, press 1 in the chat if you would be outraged to the point of contacting local news. Press 2 in the chat if you would giggle and eat the fucking pizza. Just a show of hands in the audience. I know it's a small sample size, let me know what you think. Wall to wall twos. Wall to wall twos. wall-to-wall twos. Yet here we are. And I'll, I'll say it again. The, the theme of tonight's show, ladies and gentlemen, is this accelerationism. <laughs> he looks over and he's just like... Yeah, and my, I'm like... My jaw dropped. My jaw dropped. Like, he just looks over at me and I'm like, oh my God. He just looks over and oh my God. <laughs> My jaw just fucking dropped. <laughs> I couldn't even believe it. I I was feeling all of these out. It was outrage. We don't have to put up with this. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, who would do this? And why would they think it's a joke to play, like, with signs and symbols? Like, Why would they think it's a joke to play with signs and symbols? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. <laughs> why do you think signs and symbols are so important? Hmm. <laughs> God, it's too easy. Come on. They're not even making it hard anymore. Come on. Ah, oh, Ambelina. Ambelina, I sent you a Twitter DM with the original Twitter post. Let's have a look here. So, oh, look at the Here we go. Thank you, Ambelina. We have the original Twitter post that started the controversy, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so my husband stopped at Little Caesars for a quick bite. Husband brings this home. I'm truly disappointed. This is truly saddening and disturbing and not funny at all! Exclamation point. These aren't funny jokes and shouldn't be made, period, and on company time. And then look at the little, like, the little various little coloured uh, bro fists that are being put there. 
Um, I have a like this is a serious question. <clears throat> I don't know if how many people do this or not. When you like so when you pick up a pizza at a pizza joint, like this is a genuine question. I'm not trying to like rig a poll or anything here. Press one in the chat. When you go to pick up a pizza at a pizza joint, like on your way home, just say it's ready before you leave. Do you open the box before you walk away with it just to make sure it's the one you ordered? Or do you just pick up the box and walk out? <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond. Oh my God, there's Nazis everywhere. <laughs> so like legit question. Press one in the chat if you would open the box before you leave the pizza place. Press two in the chat if you would just pick it up and walk out. Seen a lot of ones here. Everybody's checking. Everybody's checking their pizza box. Sound person says two. Okay, fair enough. Fascist hippie, two. Phobic Cruise 2, Winning TV 2, Everleader 2, Follow Q 2. I think it's I think it's mostly ones, but there's there's more twos than I expected. Yeah, it depends if you know the joint. Like if you trust the pizza joint, then you don't check. I get that. But like I would have thought, like, you know, if you if you're driving home and you're you're picking up a pizza and if it's ready when you get to the pizza place, you fucking open the box to check, hey, this isn't my fucking order. I didn't order a Supreme, you know, I ordered a pepperoni with I ordered a, a schwa sticker, bro. <laughs> you gave me the Star of David. What's this shit? <laughs> Wanna make sure I've got the correct pizza here. But I just call it being Maybe somebody else ordered the schwa sticker. Maybe they picked up the wrong box. I am my heart's only owner. Or at least I used to be. Maybe it's an innocent mistake. Maybe some skinheads got down there later on and there was like kosher fucking beef on there and uh, like weird Jewish food, like eggplant and shit. And they were like, what the hell is this? <laughs> oh, no, we gave your schwastika fucking pizza to somebody else. Oh, no, we gave it to the Larkses. Oh, my God. I'm going to lose my job over this. Because I'd do anything for a buck. Maybe this could have all been sorted out if the company had some like legitimate actual quality control. Make sure that the Schwastika pizzas only go out to the people who order the Schwastika pizzas. Like that in a time like today. Jason tells 19 News he picked up this pizza from Little Caesars on Smith Road in Brook Park on Saturday. Does anybody, look, I know this is an obvious one, but does anybody else just fucking, do, do you get hard? <laughs> I guess this is directed to the men in the audience. Do you get hard knowing that Little Caesars, the place that originated the Roman salute, is sending out swastika pizzas? <laughs> yeah, I ordered two double. I ordered uh, double Romans, two swastika pizzas. Be pick up in fifteen minutes. Sweet, bro. Hail Caesars! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sometimes the universe just smiles on you, doesn't it?
Sometimes everything just works out the way it's supposed to. <laughs> Little Caesar's sending out the Romans. Night. When he got home, his wife noticed something was wrong. That's not funny. It's not funny. It's... <laughs> it's not funny, okay? I did not expect his voice to sound like that. Wrong. That's not funny. It's not funny. It's... Come on, come on, please, please. Why do you have to do this to us? Come on, guys. Stop laughing at me. It's not funny, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's funny. It's objectively funny. <laughs> it's legitimately funny. It is funny. Look, people in the chat like, it's funny, dude. I'm sorry. It's funny. Katie Reed, God, his voice is disappointing. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I have a I have a very attractive voice, but I'm in in the flesh. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> Was wrong. It's not that's funny. Not funny. It's not funny, especially with everything else that's going on in the world. Especially, especially with all of the races. Think of everything that's going on in the world right now. It's not very funny. <laughs> I can't. Why? Why am I laughing then? Why am I finding this so fucking hilarious? Come on now. Right now. I feel like the point is, is that there should not be this kind of hate still happening today. Hate. hate. On a pizza. <laughs> hate. It's kind of funny. Dude. Can't help it. Follow Q in the chats asking what happened to bearded men. Bearded men are hobos. Don't fall for the beard. Fuck the beard. You know, people like to say, I've, I've made this point before, because I'm I'm not a beard guy. I'm a, a nice, clean, shaven guy. And people like to say, well, the Vikings used to wear beards, but it's like, yeah, so do hobos. And the Vikings were hobos on boats with axes. There's no difference between them. The Vikings were hobos on boats with axes. They would go to towns, they would rape people, they would steal shit like hobos do. Uh, ben K. Veritas, do you think the same reaction for the hammer sickle? No, probably not. It would be celebrated. Commie pizza. Commie slice. <laughs> Commie slice, where every slice is thinner than the last one. Vikings were hobos with axes, nothing more. Rape, pillage, steal, burn shit to the ground. Look at Chaz. And with, like, you know, the, the climate that we are going through right now, why make a joke like <laughs> Cabaret in the chat. Boogie can't grow a beard. Confirm. No, I grow a beard too quickly. I hate it. I hate it. I'm like the wolf man. I grow a beard so fast. I hate it. I've got to I've got to hack that thing away with a fucking edge trimmer. Like that. Like that's not funny. My my beard roots are like tree trunks. The couple tells me they tried calling the location, but they were unable to reach anyone. They snapped a photo of the pizza with the swastika sign. We tried calling, but nobody answered, so we just went straight to social media. ...and posted it to social media. Misty says someone told... Like, fucking... Like I said, I haven't seen this clip yet. Can you, can you be any more stereotypical? Listen to this. Make a joke like that. Like, that's not funny. The couple tells me they tried calling the location, but they were unable to reach anyone. When they what did you call it like fucking you know six in the morning <laughs> six in the morning 
She privated her Instagram, so I feel like she's guilty. Kitty B is on it. She privated her Instagram? Can, can anybody... We're on a roll now. Uh, we're up late on a Tuesday. Um, if it, Have you got the link to the Instagram? Let's check this chick out. Oh, well, she's she's privated it, so I guess, you know, what's the fucking point? Let's have a look. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Makeup artist slash cleaning services. <laughs> <laughs> Spent D, isn't it going the wrong way too? Yes, apparently it is. Apparently it is. This account is private. Her Twitter's not private though. Nope, the Twitter is there and it's going, it's going strong. She's got 111 followers. So we need to get this message out there because I think it's a story that needs to be told. So here's the here's the Twitter account. Just so you can keep track of the oppression via pizza. Because I want all of you to be aware. Uh, when did the account Oh, she joined May 2020. <laughs> look at the look at the image here. Look at this. <laughs> this is the banner. <laughs> come on, come on now. Come on now, don't be so obvious. Look, I had this picked at looking at the pizza itself and knowing that the cheese is browned and the pepperoni isn't. I know that it's fresh pepperoni put on top of the pizza. I know that the pepperoni wasn't cooked into the pizza. It looks like a cheese pizza and somebody's thrown pepperoni on top of it after it's fucking cooked. Like to me, as somebody who has seen his fair share of pepperoni fucking pizzas, okay? That's all I needed. That's all I had to do. <laughs> ben K. Veritas with a diamond. Imagine my shock. Imagine my shock. So we're making a difference in the world, I think. There she is. Big love heart. Let's see if she's got anything else. Oh, yes. All the colors of the rainbow. This is beautiful. Another one of the pizza. Little Caesars. Let's see if we've got anything else here. Thank you to the TV news lady for talking to us and covering the story. You're a hoot. More about the pizza. People, this is this is her whole timeline is the fucking pizza. That's the end of the timeline here. Look, that's it. That's as far down as it goes. What are the odds, huh? What are the fucking odds? What are the odds that you would start a Twitter account in May, in May of this year, and you're a makeup artist slash cleaner, and the only thing on your Twitter account is things dealing with the pizza story that we just watched? Hmm. What, what are the odds of that happening? Seems a little strange to me. Isn't it hilarious, all the folks calling my husband and I liars and accusing us of staging it, yet employees admitted it and they were terminated. Oh, really? I hope at very least you get free pizza forever. They put the swastika backward also. People are very fixed on the backward swastika. 
Aren't regular pizza uh, pepperoni pizzas available as hot and ready special orders made to order? That's the Buddhist kind, though. It shouldn't belong on a pizza, but swastika and swastika are holy symbols for people in India. <laughs> people are doing their best here. <laughs> stay positive. Stay positive in these trying times. Do your best. Make sure you have a good message. Make sure you stay positive. Think about the love. Uh, nah, calling bullshit. I haven't seen anywhere that the people working there admitted anything. If somebody can find, if somebody can find me, um, like a quote from the workers admitting, yes, I, because let's let's be logical about this. What fucking just say that somebody did that on a pizza and legitimately did it? What person is going to come out and say I did it? I put a swastika on that person's pizza. Nobody's going to fucking do that. Nobody's going to admit to that. So she's saying, oh, the workers admitted it and they were fired. I haven't seen anything that said that they admitted to doing anything. I've seen that they were fired, but I haven't seen any pizza shop. Uh, I haven't seen any workers at Little Caesar putting their hand up saying, I put a swastika on the pizza. I deserve it, right? That seems like a little bit of, uh, how can we say this? Uh, artistic reimagining. That seems like a little bit of exaggeration, perhaps. A little bit of accentuation of the story. Maybe. Just maybe. Just maybe. Show me the guy. Where, surely, if two people admitted to doing it, she would post them on Twitter, wouldn't she? Wouldn't, it, wouldn't the story be everywhere? Look at these two white supremacists. Look at these Nazis who made a Nazi pizza. Look at them. Here they are. We love outing Nazis, don't we? We love naming and shaming Nazis. So where are they? Where are they? Oh, they admitted it and they were fired. Yeah, did they say this is a MAGA pizza? <laughs> That'll be next, wouldn't it? But I do find it a little strange that a Twitter account that was started in May of 2020 with this as the banner giving the finger with the rainbow colors and the only thing the only stuff that's on that twitter timeline is shit dealing with the fucking pizza ah come on come on now we're not rookies at this anymore we've seen our fair we've seen our fair share of bullshit now you have to work extra hard now to make us believe anything even if something's real people aren't going to believe it anymore right even if a real incident takes place, people are still like, no, no, I'm going to need like 120% worth of evidence to make me believe it now because you've been fucking lying for so long. So you're going to have to do a little bit better than this. Snapped a photo of the pizza with the swastika sign and posted it to social media. And of course it's in Ohio, right? <laughs> Ohio. doesn't. That's, that's not an important swing state or anything. <laughs> Ah, follow Q because they were two black guys that did it. Ben K. Veritas, information apocalypse, exactly. Yeah. Misty says someone told her it was a group of teens who made the pizza. A group, and that the, a, a group of teenagers did it. Young hooligans made my pizza. They were just joking around. One of the teens mistakenly sold it to her husband. 
19 News is not identifying those teens uh-huh. as some of them are juveniles. I don't know. I, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. It was a couple of teenagers. They were just joking around. A couple of teenagers were just joking around and they accidentally made a swastika pizza. Hitler Youth, <laughs> Ludwig in the chat, Youths. <laughs> so it was a couple of teenagers and they were just joking around. They didn't mean to sell it, but they sold it by accident. We had to let them go. But we can't tell you who they are because they're youths. <laughs> JJ Stoner in the chat. DLive.tv slash JJ Stoner. I'm going to Little Caesars right now. <laughs> Give me the Nazi. Give me the swastika. Make sure that the pepperoni is actually cooked into the to the cheese pizza, though, instead of looking like pepperoni on a cheese pizza. Please, if you could. Uh, that seems like a good place to wrap it up for tonight. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. An extra long edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. If you'd like to become a full-time subscriber, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Uh, a full-time supporter, pardon me. Subscribe by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player, yada, yada, yada. Follow me on Twitter, etc., etc., etc. Thank you to everybody who contributed on DLive and Bellina. Very true statement. When you get offended by idiots, you're the idiot. I couldn't agree more. What is there left to do except laugh at this point? I made this point to somebody last night, like another friend, um, like offline. <clears throat> and... Um, you know, I made the point like, hey, like, I don't get angry about the stuff I cover. You know why? Because there is no culture war anymore. The culture war is lost. The crazies won. They're now banning the Golden Girls because of blackface. And the, what they interpret as blackface is old women wearing mud facials. That's now blackface, according to the crazies. So the culture war is finished. It's over. The only thing that we can do is sit back and laugh because the crazies won, the only thing we can do is laugh at how crazy the crazy people are and laugh at the things that the crazy people do. That's it. That's all we have left. And the fuel of this fire is like, I've always said, like, even before I started this podcast, when I was just doing live streams, like once a week and stuff, and the OG listeners will remember, I've always said, like, if the fuel of this fire is outrage, then let's bring water right let's not add more outrage like when i've done whole shows of like showing you why cnn is funny and msnbc is funny and laughing at their bullshit it's because they want you to be outraged by them they want you to be part of the acceleration accelerationism is dumb and the angrier you get the faster it goes so let's try let's try not getting angry at it Let's just try pointing at them and saying, <laughs> you're fucking dumb and making jokes about them. You know, I put out on Twitter earlier today, why is it that the, why are we letting the the most embittered and joyless people in society tell us what's funny? Why are we doing that? Why don't we just laugh at them instead? Fuck them. Fuck them. Let's just laugh at them while they're trying to promote the outrage and get us riled up and get us angry. I just, I just think it's hilarious. 
fuck you, fuck your, fuck your drive, fuck your agenda, fuck what you care about, fuck your hopes, fuck your dreams, fuck your fears, fuck what you're offended by, fuck your pizza outrage, fuck all of it. Fuck you, too, while we're at it. I'm just going to laugh at you, and I don't care. It's not important. You're not important. So fuck you. You are a source of comedy now. And let it let it remain that way until you decide that you're sick of people laughing at you. How about that? How about we try that way instead? Fascist hippie, uh, thank you for the diamond. Laughter is the best weapon. I just wish I had a bigger gun. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow our friends, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, later on tonight, Coffee Talk with Sandra, I think, will be on. Irrational Times will be on. 10 p.m., uh, everybody's favourite lover, lover of French women, Mersh. Uh, I don't know if uh, Croc... I haven't I haven't actually watched a Davy Croco live stream in like fucking six months or something. So I don't know if he's on later tonight or whatever, but I might tune in, check it out, see if I can catch one. Uh, tomorrow morning, Lois Ropez with Way Dave at 10 a.m. The great JJ Stoner at midday, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Revenge of the Sis at four o'clock. Yours truly will be back at 6 p.m. Don't forget to follow our other friends. Spent D, Frozen Asian, tip of the hat for making affiliate status. Joy of Pessy, ladies and gentlemen. The Big Empty, Major Tom. Why Censored Kimmy, Mr. America, The Beard of Truth, UK Neil. Winning TV in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. DLive.tv slash winning TV. And anyone else I might have forgotten. Until tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Thank you so much for joining us. Until then, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. Eat pepperoni pizza. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.